Welcome to this special bonus episode of The Distance, a podcast about longevity in business. I'm Sean Hildner. Waylon Wong will be back next week with another regular episode. Today I'm sitting here with Jason Freed, founder of Basecamp and the guy who came up with The Distance in the first place. Jason, welcome to The Distance. Hey, Sean. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Full disclosure, you employ me, <laughs> though I'm not sure you know how to spell my name, so we're going to call it even. Scene. That's how I spell <laughs> it's it. Close yeah. enough. Okay. <laughs> what sort of business journalism have you been reading or listening to lately? Yeah, I mostly read um, Inc. Magazine. I read Bloomberg, usually online, though. I read New York Times online sometimes, some Wall Street Journal stuff. So mostly kind of old schooly, big media stuff for the most part when it comes to business publications. Yeah, I think big media business publications are mostly about either very big companies or they're about very small companies that are raising a lot of money. But it's always about new. Everything's about new, 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 new. Like the, the newest new company, the newest CEO, the new big announcement. It's new, which is makes sense. Like new is in news. It's just kind of the way it is. But if you go where you're listening to, to news about companies, like that's mostly what you're going to hear. You're not going to hear about old companies that aren't doing anything new. But I think it's really interesting to talk about those companies. So the distance, unlike traditional media or traditional business publications, I should say, is about old, boring businesses, basically. Businesses that have been around for at least 25 years um, that are private and businesses that don't have any new news necessarily today. But the news really is, is that they've been around for a long, long time, which means that they're not flukes, which means that... They figured out the hardest thing in business, which is how not to go out of business. And to me, that's a really interesting lesson and a really cool thing to learn about when you talk about different kinds of businesses. The hardest thing in business is not to start one. It's to stay in business. That's hard. Anyone can go start a business tomorrow, you know, put up a website. Not even, you don't even need a website anymore. It's like on Twitter you can start a business, whatever, right? That's easy, but what about a month from now or a year from now or 10 years from now? Are you still around? Most companies aren't. So these companies have figured out how to stick around how not to go out of business. And I think if there's any really important lessons out there, these businesses have a lot of those lessons to share because they've actually figured it out and they're not flukes. That's why I think it's important that these stories are told. What is hard about staying in business? It's sustaining profitability over a long period of time so you don't run out of money, basically. A lot of businesses are kind of good in the beginning. They've got some money in the bank. They've got some cushion. Maybe they had a loan or maybe they got raised some money or something. But at some point, they have to breathe on their own. It's like once the umbilical cord is cut, like how are you going to be able to survive, basically? And a lot of businesses simply don't. So the fact that you've been able to stick it out for 25, 35, 45, 100 years, whatever it might be, is a real amazing achievement because it's incredibly hard to do. It's very hard to breathe that long if you're a business. Why did you feel it was important that this store is focused on private businesses? I think private was important because it typically means that their customers are supporting their existence and that customers are generating the revenue the company needs to, to survive. If it's a public company, they might be issuing shares and raising money or, or issuing debt. And private companies can do these things too, sort of, but in most cases, the ones we're talking about are not. They're revenue generated by customers. And so that was sort of a key thing because if you're talking about being in business for a long time and if people are constantly injecting money into you, like investors or, or the public markets, you don't necessarily need to be a successful business in order to stay afloat for a long period of time. You just need to figure out how to raise enough money to do that. But the, the businesses that we're covering are, are sticking around because they have a product or service that customers want over a long period of time. You've talked a lot about this in the past, but what is your fascination with old? So the thing I think that's really cool about old stuff is that it lasts. And every force in the world is pushing against it to get rid of it. Like the world likes new. It's like that's what the rebirth and that's, you know, rain. Everything comes down and like plants come up, seasons, the whole thing, right? But some things stick around for a long period of time. And in many cases, it's like big things like mountains, right? 
But when a business or an object or something like that can stick around for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 100, 200, 300 years, it's really special. Like it's, it's, it's withstood the test of time and it's, it's sort of an against all odds sort of thing. And that's just sort of always had an appeal to me, the against all odds, the underdog sort of thing. And I think anyone who's lasted a long time is, 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 is a great story. That's really bizarre to think of something older as the underdog. Yeah, it, it's weird. Um, because you think that they're now the successful story, but but they're always the underdog because they're always supposed to be gone, like forever, right? They're supposed to be gone. That's just the way things are. Things, you know, the old gets cleared out for the new, but some things stick around. So I think it's really cool to just pay attention to those things. It's kind of why I'm into like vintage watches. It's the same thing. Like some of these watches are like 50, 60, 70 years old and they still work and they're machines. And that's pretty amazing because the things we're making today will not work in 50 years. They just won't. Um, so it's cool that those things have stuck around and, and um, stood the test of time. How does producing the distance relate to what you're building at Basecamp? Uh, so we are trying to build a business that sticks around for a long period of time. We've been in business for 16 years now, and, and hopefully we can be in business for 25, 35, 40, who knows, right? But we hope that's, that's the goal. So to celebrate businesses that have done what we want to do is how kind of the, the distance came about and, and why it relates to us. It's, it's like we're, we're writing about our heroes, basically. Like a laundromat is a hero of mine if they've been in business for a long period of time. A woman who fits bras is a hero to mine. Like, I don't need to look up to, you know, the latest tech companies or the biggest Fortune 500 companies. I can't relate to them at all. But I can relate to someone who stuck it out for 25, 35, 45 years, delivering a really good product to customers and treating them well over a long period of time and, and finding their niche and doing it well. So, you know, we want to we wanna celebrate these companies because we want to be one of those companies. Is there anything specific that you've learned from these stories or that you hope to learn from, from more stories like this? There aren't specific lessons that I would take necessarily. But the common thread is that these people tend to really like what they're doing, and it seems to be their life's work. It's a very general thread, but it's not like I'm looking for the next thing. Most of the business stories you hear today are about serial entrepreneurs, people who do one business and then do another one and do another one and do another one, and they're held up as sort of the the heroes. Like these people are just doing new stuff all the time, right? And that's cool, but I'm not looking for that myself. The, The thing I take away from these stories is that Focusing on one thing for a long period of time is a very viable path and uh, a very rewarding path. And the fact that these people are doing it gives me inspiration that, like, I can do this sort of thing, too, and that I don't have to keep thinking, like, what's my next thing? It's really easy to keep thinking, like, what's your next thing? Everyone always asks you, what are you going to do after this? Nothing, because I hope to keep doing this, you know, be doing this for a long period of time. And these people have done it, so it's great to see that it's possible. Is there anything that you've uh, enjoyed recently listening to or reading uh, that you'd like to plug? So recently I saw this video, it was on Vimeo. I'm not sure if it was somewhere else at some point too, but it was on Vimeo. It's about this Ryokin in Japan, which is like a a traditional inn in Japan. And it was founded about 1,300 years ago. And it's a family-owned Ryokin, 1,300 years old. So generation after generation after generation after generation. So you can imagine the the sort of the tradition that's continued throughout these, these years. And now it's time to pass it down to, I believe, the last kid in the family. It's his daughter, the the father's daughter, and she's struggling with the fact that she doesn't want to run it. And the burden on her is is enormous. I don't know if other people are putting the pressure on her or it's her just saying like the tradition, the family, the the history, like, am I going to break this line? And it was a really cool video. It's uh, it's about 12 minutes long. It's really worth checking out. I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's spelled H-O-U-S-H-I. So if you do a search for that on Vimeo, you'll, you'll find this video and it's great to watch. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah. Well, thank you, Jason. Sure. Thanks, Sean. That was fun. Scene, Sean? What is yeah. it? Whatever. Shaun? <laughs> cool, man. That was fun. Thank yeah. you. All right. Thanks for listening to The Distance. 
We'll be back next week with another regular episode. You can find Jason on Twitter, at Jason Fried, F-R-I-E-D. And you can find us at Distance Mag. That's Distance M-A-G. We'd love to hear what you think of the show. If you like the show, tell your friends, and please rate and review us on iTunes. That helps a lot. The Distance is a production of Basecamp, the project management app for keeping everyone on the same page. Give Basecamp a try on your own projects at basecamp.com slash the distance.